0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I like to wish you all a happy and blessed feast of St. Louis, the patron saint of this church, and also tomorrow is the commemoration of St. Mary, the Mother of God, since tomorrow is the 21st day of the Coptic month. There. And I like to read part from the Synaxerium that you will hear tomorrow regarding Senruis. it says some evil men through the envy of the devil one time plotted against him so they delivered him to Prince Sodom after they have painfully beaten him the Prince asked him for the reason why they had seized him When he did not answer, the Prince ordered to beat him till they tore his flesh and his blood flew on the ground. Then he ordered to parade him in the streets, ridiculing him and striking him along with one of his disciples. What they have received from torturing on that day could not be described. Finally, they imprisoned them he raised his eyes to heaven, and thankfully prayed to God. Pope Meteos came and released him and his disciple from prison, and took him to treat his wounds. He stayed with him for a period of time until he was healed. Not only St. Ruiz suffered this tribulation, or this hardship, or this persecution, But as the Bible tells us, that all those who want to live godly in the Lord Jesus Christ, will be persecuted. So, the question here, how we deal with difficult time like this? How St. Ruiz was able, after all what happened to him, to pray and to thank God for all what happened to him. Actually, I want to take the example of David the prophet because David, one of the people who suffered many tribulations in his life. He was pursued by King Saul. He barely escaped several assassination attempts. He had to spend much time hiding in the wilderness. His entire family was kidnapped and were ready to kill him, to kill David. He suffered the shame of having committed adultery and murder. His son Amnon raped his daughter Tamar. His other son, Epsilon, murdered Amnon. Epsilon led a revolt against his father. Epsalom himself was killed, much to David's grief. So, and the list can go on and on and on. So, how David was able to endure all of this? There is a story in the in 1 Samuel chapter 30, from verse 1 to verse 6, that answers this question: how David, how Amber How all these fathers and saints and martyrs were able to endure this difficult time. The story when actually David was running away from King Saul, he lived in a small city called Ziklag. David actually went to the Philistines and he told them, I will be with you against Israel and against King Saul and actually the king of the Philistines agreed that David to be with him but the leaders of the army went to the king and they told him how you believe and how you trust David. This actually is a trick from David to kill all the Philistines. Did you forget what he did with Goliath? So, the king of the Philistines actually sent David back home. When actually David was sent back home, what did he find? This is what we're going to read in 1 Samuel chapter 30 starting from verse 1 now it happened when david and his men came to Ziklag after they went to the philistines and they rejected them so he returned to his city on the third day what he found that the amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked Ziklag, and burned it with fire. So, the Amalekites said, David is not there, neither him nor his people, the strong men that they were fighting with him. So, it is a good opportunity. So, they went actually and attacked this city. Verse 2, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. So who was in the city at that time? The women and the children. So they took all the women and all the children. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. So, the men with David returned to the city. The city is with fire. Their wives, their children, sons and daughters, everyone was taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep and David's two wives the Jezreelites and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite had been taken captive even the wives of David were taken captive listen to verse 6 now David was greatly distressed Definitely, was greatly distressed. The city is burned. Everyone was taken captive, women and children, even his two wives. Not only that. For the people, the men who were with David, spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man, for his sons and his daughters. So, even the men that accompanied david they said we will stone david we will kill david so david now has zero support not only zero support but his wives everyone in the city was taken captive and the city is burned to fire how david resolved this it's a very difficult situation i want you to imagine yourself in the place of David for one second what would you do? everything is taken captive, everything is burned even my people want to stone me and to kill me but listen to the second part of verse 6 but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God that is the key when we lose every support when the whole world is against us, when we lose everything, still we can be strong in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This actually how Amber Weiss, how the martyrs, how the saints, how the prophets, how David were able to cope with difficulties and hardship, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So, let us elaborate a little bit more about how David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You will find David, when he is in any trouble, what did he do? He prays. For example, if you turn your Bible to Psalm 59, from verse 1 to verse 4. David prays and says, Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity. And save me from bloodthirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. The, the mighty gather against me not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine, awake to help me and behold. Sometimes, or many times, when we go through a difficult time. What is the first thing we do? We get angry at God. We get disappointed at God. We say we will not go to church. I'm not gonna pray. I am angry with God. Actually, this is the wrong decision. Because we are angry and disappointed with the only source of our strength. When we go through a difficult time, the right thing to do, is not to be disappointed or fighting with God, but actually is to return to God. David did not actually argue with God and ask him, why this happened? What did I do wrong? Actually, David did not do anything wrong, actually, to his people or just the the evil of the world. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So David, how he strengthened himself, he prayed to God. When we go through difficult time, instead of getting angry at God, enter into your room, get on your knees, and pray to God. Ask help and strength from him. Not only that, but actually, number two, David placed his trust in God to help him. In the same psalm, psalm 59, if you look at verse 16 and 17, he says, But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. See in the same psalm, how he started defeated by his enemies. he's weak, he is asking for help. But how he concluded the psalm? He put his trust. He was so confident that God will deliver him. That's why he said, I will sing of your power. I know for sure that you will deliver me and because I know for sure that you will deliver me I will sing with your power yes I will sing aloud of your mercy I will sing of your mercy because you will deliver me not because I am worthy but because you are merciful God because you are loving God and blenches in mercy in the morning tomorrow today I'm crying asking for your help but tomorrow morning I know you will deliver me why that's my experience with you all my life for you have been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble and then he called God what to you O my strength I will sing praises for God is my defense my God of mercy so number two we need actually to put all our trust in him put all our trust in God God actually who delivered us and delivered others for all these years he will deliver us he will strengthen us and we should actually trust in Him, we should not put our trust anywhere else. And the third point that David did, even before the deliverance, before God delivers him, that he is praising God. As he said in, in verse 17, To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of So to strengthen ourselves, three things. Number one, we pray to God. Number two, we put our trust in Him. And number three, give thanks to Him and praise Him even before He delivers you. Because we trust that God will deliver us. He told us, His promises are everywhere in the scripture. Let me just read his promises to us, for example, in Isaiah 4.3. The Lord is telling us, verse 1, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned nor shall the flames court you for i am the lord your god the holy one of israel your savior i will give egypt for your ransom i give egypt for your ransom Ethiopia and Seba in your place since you were precious in my sight you have been honored and i have loved you therefore I will give men for you and people for your life fear not fear not God is telling us fear not for I am with you but unfortunately as I told you today our reaction to problem and hardships is totally different than David or Amber ways yes our life will face problems tribulation and instead of praying to God, many times we get angry with God. We get angry with God. And instead of trusting Him, actually we trust others, trust money, trust connection, trust power, earthly power to solve our problems. Yes, we should put our trust in God and everything else can be a tool but to put your whole trust in these things actually it it, it displeases god in jeremiah chapter 17 from verse 5 to 8 the lord said thus says the lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. God doesn't want our heart to depart from him and put our trust in other human beings. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the partial places in the wilderness, in a salt land, which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding So, God is displeased when we put our trust in people other than Him. Why God is not pleased by this? Because God knows very well that people cannot help us. He wants us to put our trust in Him him because He wants to help us. For example, any father or mother among you, if his son starts to trust, things that cannot help him but rather can actually put him in trouble you will be concerned and you will go to your son and tell him trust me, I will help you don't trust these things that can actually put you in trouble in the same way God doesn't want to control us but out of his love for us he wants us to trust him only and to trust him alone because he alone can help us no one can help us except God actually in the 12th hour of the Akbiyya we pray in, in Psalm 145 So the church every night reminding us when we pray the Igbeyan, Don't trust in the princes, nor in the children of men, in whom there is no salvation. Their spirit shall go forth, and they shall return to their earth. In that day all their thoughts shall perish. Blessed is he whose helper is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God why should i put my trust in God the rest of the Son, who made heaven and earth the sea and all things in them who keeps truth forever who executes judgment for the oppressed who gives food to the hungry and the psalm go on and on and on explaining why we should put trust in God so it displeases God when either to get angry at Him and distance ourselves from Him, not praying to Him and we express our disappointment at Him because we are hurting ourselves or when we put our trust in other things like money or connections or people other than Him. Also. It displeases him when we don't have a grateful spirit. One time there were ten lepers, nine of them were Jewish, and one was not Jewish, a Gentile. And the Lord actually healed the ten lepers, and he told them, go and show yourselves to the priest, according to the law of Moses. Then only one person, the Gentile, who returned to give thanks to God. And the nine did not return. And the Lord said, didn't I heal ten persons? Where is the nine? Only this foreigner who came to give me thanks why God is asking, may, maybe in our mind to say, why God is asking to give thanks to Him? Why God actually want us, God seeking, then glory is, is glory? Of course, this is not right to, to ask even this question. But when we have a thanksgiving attitude and a grateful attitude, This will lead to more blessing. If we thank God, or if we don't thank God, God will not lose anything. But the person who loses is us. That's why my my Isaac of Syria, he said, there is no gift without increase, except the the one without thanksgiving. So, God wants us to show gratefulness, and thanksgiving to Him, not because He needs it. God is praised by millions and billions of angels and archangels. So God is not in need of our servitude. But when we have this thanksgiving attitude and we praise Him, we will be blessed. When you stand before God, and you give thanks to him and you praise him you will be blessed but if you don't do this actually it is for our loss that's why God wants us to give thanks some people like this man who had leprosy waited until he was healed and returned back to give thanks to God. but David did exactly the opposite. Before the problem is solved, before any deliverance, he starts to sing praises to God and to give thanks to Him. If you study any psalm of David that starts with crying for help and expressing the difficult time in which he is going through you will find the conclusion of the same Psalm with gratefulness, praises, thankfulness. And we need to learn this from David. We should not wait until God delivers us or solves the issue is at hand. But we need actually to give thanks to him and to praise him. So, how David is strengthened himself? And actually what David did is exactly what Saint Ruiz did, and what we read in the Senexerium. After he was beaten up, and after he was wounded, until his flesh was torn, and after he was imprisoned, we read that he prayed and he gave thanks to God. By doing this, he gained the strength. So, if want to actually gain his strength these are the three things we need to do Number 1 to pray to God Number 2 to put your whole trust in God and number 3 to praise him and give thanks to him So now it is your choice either to follow the children of the world we, to get angry with God and to be disappointed at Him and to start looking for other resources that you trust and forsake the Lord your God or to do as David has done. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God by praying, putting his trust in God and giving thanks to God. May the Lord help all of us through the intercession of St. Mary and St. Louise in order to be strong in, in, when we face tribulation or hardships and to strengthen ourselves in God because he is our light, our salvation, our strength and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.